Good afternoon, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Vanessa Dunn-Guyton. I am the founder and the executive director of Hush No More. Hush No More supports survivors when they're ready to come forward to share their story, when they're ready to get resources, information to allow them to get to the next level and heal and to report whatever is going on with them. So tonight we are gonna have an interesting conversation. We are gonna talk about forgiving your rapist. I am really excited because this is one of those conversations that people, families, organizations, we have a hard time discussing about forgiveness. So my guest today is Janae Chu. Welcome, Janae. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Thank you for agreeing to come on to have this difficult conversation and about a difficult topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And it's hard to do, very, very hard to do. So when you said, I want to talk about forgiving my rapist, I was like, yes, let's have yes. it. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so I'm 29 years old. Um, I'm from Maryland. I am a YouTuber. That's how I advocate and spread awareness to sexual abuse and mental health. Okay, so you're a YouTuber. Yes. So that's like a new word for... The dictionary, a YouTuber, a podcaster, mm -hmm. it's all totally new. And so right. I found myself lately that I have became a YouTuber. So now we also have Hush and War Champions on YouTube. So I guess I am too. I can add that title. So that's pretty cool. Yes. Right. Yes. So how did you even come into this advocacy world? What happened that made you want to say, I got to start making a change and making some noise and decide to hush no more? so crazy um i was sitting in church and it was um the pastor was talking about purpose in life i really didn't know it came to mind like i guess god was speaking to me and telling me to to make a youtube video and share my testimony and that's how it started and it just took off from there so you were in church and you want to have a purpose. So you yeah. want to, to start your purpose. Yes. That's not easy. <laughs> so when you did the video, what did you it's, share? It's not, it's not, especially like the way it came about. Um, so it was just me explaining, like, you know, I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. Um, and I think in that video, I actually shared that my uncle um hurt me. I really didn't use the word rape, but um, I pretty much explained, like, I'm a survivor. My uncle um, sexually abused me when I was a child, and I wanted to share my story. That's pretty much, like, the first video. Did you want to share your story? Okay. So, can you tell us what exactly happened? Like, what was that journey for you? Oh, it was, it was hard, like, to take a step back like when I was younger of course I didn't talk about what happened to me with my uncle um it was just awkward it was just like you I just didn't discuss that really didn't feel comfortable talking to anyone um about it and I went through a dark stage of depression and just not not having any type of motivation to do anything and I guess I pushed it to the back of my head about what my uncle did to me that I kind of forgot about I forgot about it, but I didn't forget about it, if that makes sense. And it really took a toll on me. And then once I started going to church and um 
that would would really help me, I guess, start my healing journey. And before I even forgave my uncle, that going to church, I guess, it really helped me in, in building a relationship with God. Okay. So with your uncle, did you ever tell anybody? Like, did you tell a parent? Did you tell friends? Somebody at church? Did you tell anyone? Yes, I told. Well, it was so crazy how it happened. Um, my uncle was actually watching my brother and I, and my mom was away. And it, it was just like I feel like my mom walked in at the right moment, and she just like I guess instantly knew that something was wrong. And she asked me like, "Did he touch you?" And I was like, I shook my head, yes. And that was that. Like my my mom knew, and we went to the hospital. We and my uncle went to prison for a long time. So I'm blessed and I'm thankful that my mom did what she had to do to get me justice. Yeah. And I can't imagine having to send my brother to prison. Right. Yes. But he yes, deserved I know it. Was yes. 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 <laughs> right. right. But he right. deserved to go to prison. But as a sibling, you would never think that your brother, your sister, or any family member would touch your children. You know, and it's it's your responsibility to play like mama bear. You protect your cubs. And so yes. I, I imagine what she went through to have to do that. Right. Yeah. So I applaud her. I really do applaud her. How does she feel about you sharing your story now? She loves it. Like she is one of my biggest supporters. Like when I told my mom that I was gonna make a YouTube channel and what it was about, she was like, go for it. Do what makes you happy and do what you feel is best for you. And I thank my mom for that, for like supporting me. Cause sometimes I know it can be hard standing in the balance of like family members and all that stuff. So I thank her for that, for supporting me in this journey. I get upset when I hear parents that don't support their children. Like there's some things you don't make up, right? <laughs> so right. that's when I get upset. I talk to parents all the time. If your child comes and tell you something that is so horrendous and so scary and such a hard conversation to have, you should at least listen, listen and right. investigate it, you know, investigate what's going on with your children. So I'm glad that you are an example of a, of a child that had a mother that stood up for you. So that's really important. Yes. Yeah, that's important. So what were some of the things that you had to overcome at such a young age of being abused? Did it affect you? In any kind of way? Yes, I feel like I, of course, I couldn't trust anyone. Like, I, for a long time, I was not being around any man. Um, and I turned to, which I re later realized in my later years, I turned to food to help me cope with what my uncle did to me. And I was like just depressed. I didn't, I didn't want to be seen at all. Like, I was the type of kid to just like, I had friends, but I Fell all on. I had family members, but I fell alone. And I wanted to kind of be invisible. So it was just like, it was hard. And going through that dark stage of depression as a teenager, like I didn't know how I was going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. But thankfully you did. Yes. yes. I wanted you to share that because sometimes parents need to hear some signs that children go through right. after being abused, right? When they turn to food, right. when they have friends, but they don't really have friends and they're not social and they don't want to, they just want to eat. They don't want to do nothing else. They don't want to leave the house, you know? I think that's important right. for, for 
to really address that. So yes, that's why it's I'm very important. important. Yeah. Well, you said that you forgot what you didn't forget. What was that like for you? Because people don't realize that this really happens. They'll say things like, why didn't you report it sooner? Why you didn't say anything? You know, why did you come back 20 years later and want to say something? So for you, what does it look like? The reason that you forgot? It was so crazy. I just, I didn't want to think about my uncle, one of my favorite uncles being like, hurting me so deep, so bad. So it was like, I push it to the back of my my head. Like I didn't think about it. When I thought about it, like have flashbacks, I I just like push it away. I didn't want to think about it. And it was like I had a specific trigger and I would think about it. But again, I would push it back to my head. Like this didn't happen. Like I don't want to think about my uncle hurting me like this. And that's that's how it happened. You want to suppress it because you don't want to have that emotion. You know, you don't right. want to feel sad. You don't want to be hurt. You don't want to be scared. So you suppress it. And after a while, you get good at suppressing. That's what yes. I call You get yes. good at it. You just push it down to the side. I know that's what I did. I was really good at suppressing it. What I thought I was. Yes. So we, we are. I'll take that back. I, I thought I was really good. But in reality, we're not. People can right. see that things are going on with us. We just don't talk about it. So I'm really glad that you got to that point that you said, I can't suppress this anymore. Okay? Right. Thank you. So when you look at your life and your purpose now, what does that look like? Um, just helping people bring awareness. I feel like if we don't bring awareness to sexual abuse, incest, sexual abuse, like how can we get better at it, bring, bring an awareness. It opens a lot of people's eyes to the possibilities of anything happening to your child or yourself. Like sometimes we don't think that our family members can be the one to hurt us the most. And in reality, they're the main ones that can. So spreading awareness and actually sharing my story. I know that it helps so many other people because a lot of people don't want to share their story and that's fine too. But have voices that will speak up for those that we don't have a voice it's very important for me yeah i could feel it i relate to that so much yes yeah when you get to the point where you have a voice and you say i'm going to use my voice now and you do it for others for those who are not ready to come forward that may never ever come forward you're speaking right. up for them yeah and yes. especially to be so young like, I love that you're doing something so positive at a young age. And Thanks sometimes you. your generation get a bad rap. Just going to tell you the truth, right? They don't really. <laughs> get a bad rap. Right. Right. But you are doing something so magnificent, being so impactful and just showing up at the right time to speak up for others. So I applaud you for that. And I'm pretty sure that others do, too, because we need to see the young people making a difference. That's, that's yeah, that means a lot. Yes, it means a lot because it's like a lot of times we don't want to talk about it, and we don't talk about it. Then it's just like people. I know when I was growing up, I felt like I was the only one that has been hurt by a family member, and I thought I was the, the only one, and I was so lonely. I'm like, I don't want nobody else to feel that way. So that's why another reason why I I make YouTube videos. I don't want no one to feel how I felt. Right. 
one of my dear friends, she's an amazing advocate. Her name is Suzanne, and she created an organization called Incest Aware. Yes. Incest I'm in that group. Mm-hmm. You're in that group? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I am so happy that she created a safe space for individuals who have experienced incest. And it is a lot of people and they don't really know about the organization or even what incest is sometimes. Right, yes. So I applaud her for that because when she came to me about the the idea of it, I was like, yes, like I I want to be a part of this because so many people, like you said, don't know what it means and they probably experienced it and never thought of it like that, so. And I will tell you that a lot of people believe that it's only in certain races, that there's only certain families that this happened in, but it's not. It goes across the whole entire board. It doesn't matter about if you're white, black, short, tall, fat, skinny, it don't matter. It don't matter. And the term what goes on in this house stays in this house. Like, I'm glad that my mom, like, broke that because a lot of times people don't want to, of course, like, come forward with their their abuse. And it can happen to a lot of people in the family. You just never know because no one speaks about it. We don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. So how did you come to the point that you wanted to forgive? How did you get there? It's so crazy because I never thought or imagined that I would forgive my uncle for what he did to me. And like I when his time was approaching to be released, I was like, what I'm gonna do, like I'm in a small, a small area, and like most everybody's like friends or family, like what I'm gonna do if I ever see him. And I'm like a lot of things like anger, anxiety, all of that really played a part of it, and it was crazy. I seen him at work for the first time when he got out and it just did something to me. But I went to church yet again. Like, I guess that was shit with God really helped me. And the pastor was talking about forgiveness and he really broke it down for me. Like forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because like I'm feeling burdened. I it's just I feel like overwhelmed and all these emotions. And I went home after church and I wrote my uncle a letter. And I just get I gave it to someone to give to him. And that's how that went. Like it was just me wanting to let go of that that extra baggage. And it worked. But I also thought that by me forgiving, by me forgiving him. I thought that was like the end of my healing journey. I was going to be healed. That's what I thought. But that was a big mistake for me to even think that way. But yeah. I don't think we ever truly heal. I think we learn a lot of coping mechanisms, right? Yes. We find more ways to be happier than sad. I think, you know, some people good to go, never bother them again. I wish I was that person. But I think it's a, a lifelong journey that we live on. And you could decide to be sad and depressed and unhappy, or you could turn it around and try to live yes. a better life. You know, so I think that's important. So I am nosy, and I'm pretty sure my audience want to know too. Can you tell us some things? Like, what did you say in your letter? Just sum it up. It's so crazy because I'm like, dang, I should have took a picture of the letter. Or I, I, I really don't. I guess it was just like me just pouring out my feelings, and I was like. Mm-hmm. 
I remember the part where I said, I'm not forgiving you for you, but I'm forgiving you for myself. And that's like the main thing that stands up. I don't remember anything else that I said in the letter, but that was the main part. Like, I'm doing it for me, not you. Okay. And I can see that where you're just writing and pouring it out and you're in that space and you're like, I got to say this, I got to say that. And then I'm mm-hmm. just done with it. So did he say anything to you after he received the letter? <laughs> It was like a blur. Like, I remember, like, a, a family friend, like, read him the letter. And it was like a blur. Like, it was like I was in my own headspace. And I'm pretty sure he said something, but I really didn't, probably didn't receive it or wasn't meant for me to hear. Because I feel like even a sorry isn't a, isn't going to be good enough for all of the heartache and pain and the trauma but I really don't remember what he said. I think he did say sorry, but I really don't remember. Yeah. Well, it don't even matter. So I essentially don't. what he had to say, you had forgiven and you really was done with it. Yeah. Because if you yes. opened up to him to say anything else, you might would have got mad all over again. You know, right. so you, right. you were done with it. So I can see where you didn't remember what else he said because he became irrelevant at that time. Yes. You know? yes. And I, I think it's, very healthy for somebody to write to their rapist, write to their abuser, even if it's domestic violence, if it's sex trafficking, mm-hmm. you want to write to them, write it out, even if they never get it. I, right. I think that is excellent. Write it out, sharing your story, putting it out. That's why I'm always talking about decide to hush no more. You know, I'm always saying that because we want to be able to heal. And mm-hmm. that's one of the first steps to healing. Yes. So for me, Janae, it was a little different. So I personally did not write or ever mm-hmm. talk to him again or see him again, right? But I forgave him in my heart and my mind. I made him irrelevant because when people used to say forgiveness is not for you, meaning it's not for the other person, it's for you. I didn't understand what that meant. That that didn't mean nothing to me, right? <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, right. Um, I hate this person. I'm done. But I realized that the more that I hated him, I had hate in my heart and it was eating at me. The more that I couldn't just say you are irrelevant in my life, the more that it hurt me. It was like giving him power over my life. When a person affects your mood, your temperament, they're always there. All of the memories and the flashbacks. I'm not going to say it's completely gone. But he doesn't have control of my life anymore. If I was to meet him today, I'll probably say something slick. I'm pretty sure I would. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I know right. I would right. I don't know what I'll say, but I know I'll say something slick. But I'm not there anymore. I could care less. And I hope that one day he hears me speaking. And I don't, I do believe in karma. So I don't believe he's mm-hmm. having like this magnificent life. I do right. believe that. God is handling this for me. And for those of you that are religious, if you believe in God and the power of God, then you mm-hmm. got to believe that God can handle it for you. That is not right. your battle, right? The outcome of your abuser is not your battle. That's for somebody else. That's for God to deal with. That's not for you. Mm-hmm. And right. so once I was able to release that and say, it's not my battle to ever put him in jail, to ever get back get it, get him back up, you know, I, revenge. It doesn't right. matter because I can't right. stay in that negative place. Right. 
Because you know? it'll, like you said, it will eat at you. And it's just, it'll affect the people that you love around you. It'll, it'll affect everybody, not just you. So, yeah, yes. it's a virus. It is a virus. And you can't truly be happy when you don't forgive somebody. Right. Now, right. I don't like you. <laughs> I never have, I would never be friends with you. And that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness does not mean that we're hanging out with each other. Right. 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 But what it does mean is that I don't care about you. Like, I'm going on with my life and God mm -hmm. got my So that's the way I look right. at it. Yes. It's so crazy because after I forgave him, I actually made a YouTube video about this. It, after I forgave my uncle, like, I, of course, I didn't want to be around him, but how close, like, the family was and how close, like, everything was, it was just, like, I felt like I didn't want to be the, I don't know what I felt, but he, little by little, bit by bit, he came around and it was like me just like not saying anything. So I feel like with me and my story is like I allowed him to be in my space, even if I even when I did feel like, okay, why is he here? I feel kind of uncomfortable. And I made the YouTube video and I really explained it like I don't know why I was around him or why I allowed him in my space. But by not, me not speaking up and saying, you know what, you guys like, yes, I forgave him. I don't want him around. It really it really, I guess, did something to me. I had to really realize that just because you somebody, you don't have to be around them. You don't have to associate with them. So I went through that stage of like, why is he here? Or okay, like even having little, like not conversations like individually by myself with him, but with other family members. And it was just like, why am I doing this? Like, yes, he is family. But I don't have to consider him family. So I went through that stage. And I want everyone to know, like sometimes. The forgiveness is, of course, different, but now that I'm like really on this healing journey, I really don't I don't talk to him. I don't look his way. I don't even see him. But I went through that stage of just like him being in my space, and it really did something to me. So I want to put that out there. Yeah, and you can't even imagine how that's going to affect you anyway. Like when you see him, he coming around to the family barbecue. You know, mm -hmm. you show up. But I do believe. You had to control your own life and your emotions around that. Right. You, that, yes. that was up to you. Yeah. You to control that. And if you don't want to be around somebody, you don't have to. It's your choice. Right. So voice. Right. And, and I tell this to everyone. Right. Right. And I tell a lot of people, like, sometimes you have to go through some things and you have to learn yourself and that's what i have to go through like so like okay i don't have to be around anyone that has crossed me in any way so i guess that was a life lesson like just because you forgive somebody you don't have to be around them or allow them in your space and i think that's one reason why some people may be afraid to forgive right like if you think that they're going to be in your space that doesn't give them permission to do nothing right. <laughs> Right. Forgiveness right. Is not permission for you to do anything to come and chill with me, hang out, none of that. It's just that right. I'm not thinking about you anymore. Right. Right. And so, if you had to do it all again, would you do it the same way? You think? Do you think no. writing the letter was the best way for you? I feel like writing the letter was the best way for me because, like, I'm not good with words a lot of times, but like. 
me writing is very helpful for me. So I would have wrote the letter. Um, and I don't think I would probably change the fact that I allowed him in my space. But I guess, like I said, I had to learn that lesson and and take something from it. But I feel like yes and no with that. Okay. So you wouldn't have, you would not have allowed him in your space. Right. Right. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to see somebody. The mere presence of a person is a trigger. Right. That's a serious trigger. Just because you came into my life was a trigger. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like when you went to church? That the pastor was speaking to you when he had the sermon on forgiveness. I felt like he was speaking right to me. It was it was so crazy. Like what? Like wait? Like do you know something about me? Because I don't. You know, it was just like it was just like that. And I just I'm thankful for that. And people ask me how can I forgive? It's like it's not it's not me. God did it. God did it for me. God did it for you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So I've heard sermons on forgiveness and I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you, you, they weren't talking to me because I felt like if you're telling me to forgive somebody that did something so horrendous to me and changed my life in a such a horrible way, that why would you even want me to forgive? And why would God want me to forgive? Why would God even expect this from me? Like, I was like, you're not talking to me. So... <laughs> I believe that God was supposed to have my back and help me get some revenge. That's where I was at. Because I was at hate. You couldn't tell me that I'm supposed to forgive today. I didn't care what the pastor said. (laughs) 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 They didn't question God for me. Like, not in the church. It didn't come from, it came from me just tired. I Uh was tired of crying. I was tired of drinking. Um, a lot of times when you experience sexual trauma, any type of trauma, you have alcoholism, drug addiction, sex addiction. You have so many things that can happen and go on with you. I was just tired. I was right. tired of leaving, living, living, living a life. Let me get it right. Living a life where I was just sad and hurt and broken. I want to be right. happy again. Yes. And I applaud you for that because like of course our stories are different, but the key point is like forgiveness. It's it's so like it takes a weight off of your chest and it's like it feels good and it's only for you and I don't know, it's a sense of peace. A, a sense of peace, yeah. Yes. A sense of peace. And and I feel that I also feel like peace, but also a motivating. It's it's motivating for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm determined to give people a voice. Like mm-hmm. I, I am determined to empower people and to give them the knowledge they need to know what this is. You know, talk to parents and kids so that other children and, and college students don't have to go through this. You know, so that's right. why I'm so glad that you're young because you really could reach that college student. Yeah. For those that happen in college. So I'm hoping that you will even start speaking more and that people will invite you out to their schools so that you can talk about this because I think they'll be more receptive coming from you than old me. <laughs> it's always better when you can relate to somebody that you be like, yeah, they're going through something similar to me. Right, right. I love that. 
it's so crazy because people are like, oh, you're like, you're a public speaker. Like you're a speaker. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just make YouTube videos. And I really had that in mind. Like my best friend, he brought us to my sense. Like you could like go to schools and stuff like that. He said that. I'm just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'm really considering it. Like I just ask God for opportunities. So whatever opportunities come my way, like, of course, like I'm, I'm going to be willing to take the opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah. So I always say that we should be prepared for when God opens the door so that when that door has a crack, we could kick it down. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I am always going to be ready so that right. opportunities come. And so you're ready. Like you have been preparing yourself through the speaking and actually talking to others, encouraging others. That's preparation. So you are a public speaker. I need you to get from behind that computer. Right. <laughs> get out I, in the community. I need you to get yeah. out in the community. Yeah, that's, that's what I need. I need you to do that. So, And we can work on that. That's part of something that I do is help people get there. You have your story together. So just getting your courage together to get out there and yes. speak. And you're doing it. You're doing it already. You're right. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you. So Thank you so much. Thank you. I have some comments in the chat. Um, Anne said she's glad to be here. Anne, I'm really glad that you're here too. Anne okay. is in um, a part of SAN, which is Sexual Assault Advocacy Network. If you are not a part of SAN and you are an advocate, please join because it's a great place for advocates to support each other and get information and great resources in that community. Um, Princess said, you will be surprised to see how many people have been affected in the family. You would. Yes. Do you know of any other um, victims from your uncle? You were the only one? No, but I, I, I mean, I, I feel like this, like, I know that I'm only, I was only a child when it happened. So like older family members, I probably have been affected by it or has been through it, but no one, I guess is comfortable enough to actually speak. You know, like I can't, maybe they'll eventually come out if that is the case, but not that I know of. The more I speak, the more my family comes out and tell me. Mm -hmm. Like when I have an event or they'll text me or they'll message me on Facebook. I didn't realize how it affected my family as well, as much, you know, and mm -hmm. it's a lot. Right. And so they, the more I speak, the more they trust me. You know, right. I think it's, it's like I am a safe space. I am a confidential space. I don't tell. And I think they're going to see the same characteristics in you. In the right. Next forward and sharing it's so crazy because like the only person i really talk to about it is like mainly my mom and we have that relationship to where like she'll tell me how she felt about the situation and of course i'll tell her about like how i felt or how i'm feeling now but a lot of family i feel like it's like they don't want to like even say anything to me about the situation because i don't i don't know like it's awkward probably or the fact that it's just that Maybe they want me to get over or something, but it's not about getting over. It's about when you speak up about something like this, like it'll help so many people. So I feel like maybe a lot of family members don't want me to speak or at the time they didn't. Like my first video, they probably didn't want me to say anything. Like, why is she doing this? Why is she doing that? But like no one has directly told me like, why are you doing that? But I mean, I really wouldn't have listened to them anyways because I, it's my call, it's my purpose. And your mama probably would have got on them too. <laughs> <laughs> she 
you know, mom <laughs> protect us from some things. Yes. And, and supportive. So she probably would have done some protecting for you too, because she protected yes, you. Yes, I already know. She, oh, yes. yes. But people don't. They ask me, well, why do you always tell all your business? And I was like, it's not my business. <laughs> Right. This is my journey. I'll call it my journey, and I could talk about it if I want to. You know, who right. are you? <laughs> Share your journey. Right. It's not right. It's not your story. So of course you can't tell my story for me. No one else can but me. So that's why I'm speaking about it. And everybody has something in their life that they hide behind a mask. We all got something going on in our life. It might not yes. be sexual trauma, right? It might not be right. Rape. But right. something is, has happened in your life that you chose not to share. People have a right. choice. Right. Some of us share and some of us don't. You don't have exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. but, and you can't tell me what to share and not to share. Um, I know my family probably be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I will tell you what some of my family was upset about that they didn't know that I never told them that I suffered in silence. They They were upset about that the most. Yeah, it's like the ones that you're like, but it's like sometimes like you don't know like or if you could ever even speak about the situation. So like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Right. So for family members who are on here today, it's nothing against you personally. Right. They just were not ready and just decided not to share with you. But it's not because they didn't like you, didn't love you, didn't trust you. Right. They didn't want to share it. And it's their choice. And we have to be accepting of people when they're not ready to come forward and share. Exactly. Okay. All right. Back to comments. Lisa said, I thought I had forgiven him until he had the nerve to send me a friend request like he did. Nothing wrong. How do you feel about that, Janae? Um, Of course, when we think we have forgiven someone and then they like, Send you, uh, it's like they're, it makes me speechless because sometimes, like, of course, we think we're over something, but then when someone's like in our face, like, send us a friend request, it's like, so you're not going to acknowledge what you've done, or you're just going to send me a friend request, like, nothing ever happened. Um, that would really make me like upset. So, yeah, um, Lisa, I, I hate that this person had the nerve to send you a friend request. But I will tell you that if you send me a friend request, I have an opportunity to lay in on you. <laughs> right? My finger's going to go so fast. Like, I will say what I have to say. And and I think right. that's all right. And, and then sometimes we have to go back to that level of, now I got to forgive again. Now I got to get back to that healing place. Not necessarily right. that um, you haven't forgiven. It's a trigger. So it just brings up these emotions again. So it's, let me go back. Let me do some healing again. Let me meditate. You know, let me do all of the tips that's in my bag. Everything right. that I've been taught, go back to counseling, you know, and get back to a safe and healthy space because this person is irrelevant to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I have triggers. And I realized that it's not that I haven't forgiven. It's just that. Things still get to me sometimes. Yeah, it's normal to have triggers and just have setbacks. That's the part of like the journey of healing or just being more, you know, is those setbacks. Sometimes it can teach you lessons and sometimes it's like it's helpful, the setbacks. And you just got to push forward. You got to. So I'll tell you all a trick of mine. I will give myself one day to feel like crap. 
right? Got a trigger. This just a bad day. I'll give myself two days because guess what? I just don't feel like getting up today. That third day, there's not an option. <laughs> I right. must get up and do something with my life. You know, right. it's not easy, but I it's do not. not wallow in it for three days. I give myself two days. One is really ideal. You know, normally it's one day. Right. Three, that's a no-go. Because then you're going back into a depressive state that is really hard to get out of. And, and that's just for me. I know that I take mental breaks. Like sometimes when I don't really get on social media, I don't post videos, I don't record videos. I just need that time to like reflect on myself and just to like do things that I like to like take my mind off of stuff. So like sometimes I take maybe a couple of days, maybe a week to just like just do me and to like do things that like write or like something to take my mind off of just like the healing journey of it all or like advocating. I just like to take a week off. Maybe I like to do less, but sometimes like mentally I'm not there. <laughs> so it's like the breaks are needed. Yeah. So I no longer work on Mondays. I don't work on Mondays unless it's a special event. Mondays mm -hmm. is my day to recharge because I hear, I hear a lot of stories. I, I work with a lot of people. And so I recharge on Mondays and I don't do nothing. I might eat some butter pecan ice cream. I don't do nothing. Right. <laughs> like, I just take time for myself. And if I want to do something, I will. But if not, I could watch Netflix all day long on a Monday. And I really try right. to stick to that because I work on the weekends. So we have to have that time for us to just recharge. Right. Right. And life isn't perfect. It's not easy. It's not easy. Tanisha said, I am glad to be here. I am proud of you, Janae. You are touching me. I learned to speak even when my voice tremored. Oh, thank you. Yes. Sometimes it's hard to actually, you know, but knowing that it's going to help you and someone else, that's just like motivates me. And Jamika said, nope, and I never will. So Jamika, I'm not sure if you're saying nope, that you won't forgive. And I do tell people that's a choice. Some people yeah. are never going to forgive and you don't have to. Uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah. I do want you to heal. So you don't have to forgive. Uh, right? right. But I want people to heal and not be stuck in a place where that person still has control of your life. Right. Right. That's important. And a lot of times when you don't forgive, you can't get that control back. But some people can't. So right. find your space, find where you can move forward and be in a healthy space. Right. So if people say all the time, I can't believe you forgave. Did you really? Yes, I have. <laughs> now, it don't mean that I might not act up again. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I don't At know. those moments. <laughs> we had those moments, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> we had those. And then uh, my grandma used to say she'll meet a uh, person Christian. Like yeah. I don't know how right turn into that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen, but you can live your life for today and decide right. if you're gonna forgive or not. And right. it's just heal. Just try to heal. And then some maybe healing will just help you take that burden off. And you just never know. You just mm -hmm. never know. So Miss so, Sissy Johnson, do you know who that is? <laughs> That's my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> 
She said, I am so proud of my daughter. Love you, Janae. Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks, Ma. I love you. Yeah. It's a good feeling when you have a parent that is supportive. That, that is really good. And and yes. thank you, Ms. Johnson, uh, for coming on, number one. And for two, actually listening to your daughter and taking action, because I know it wasn't easy. So I'm really proud of you for standing up, because a lot of parents don't. A lot of children don't have that positive voice. So that's priceless. Right. That's priceless. So my mom, she she's a ride or die, too. Right. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Yeah, I am too. That means a lot. And yes. parents, if you know that your child went through something and you did not address it properly or you did not believe them, don't act like it's over. You may want to consider talking to them about it. Once you learn something, when you know better, you do better. Consider going back and talking to your child, your adult and talk to them and have this difficult conversation. Don't act like it's gone and it didn't happen because they may truly be still hurting years and years yes, later. Yes, yes. So Janae, is there anything else that you want to just share or talk about before we get out mm -hmm. of here? Right. Yes. It's key to talk to them. Um, just that, like, my YouTube channel, that's, like, the only thing that, like, I really take dear to me. Like, I don't really post as much, like, on my other social medias like that. But YouTube has really been an outlet for me to heal. And I really didn't realize that me making these videos was a way I, I was always thinking like okay well i'm gonna just do this for other people i'm gonna do it for everyone else but learning that it was for myself as well and of course god knew exactly what he was doing when he put that on my heart to do do um of course the Amazing feeling, and advocating is very important to me. And um, I'm glad, of course, to be here and to, to be present and to speak out for myself and for others. I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. Um, you are definitely a survivor advocate. You truly are. Continue doing your videos. Continue making noise on social media. Everyone, please go to her YouTube page. I'll make sure that I have it in the chat as well so that you can see it. Check it out. She has some amazing videos on there that you can even show, share on your own social media pages. So thank you, Janae, for just joining us tonight and telling us your truth and having this difficult conversation about your journey to forgiveness. So it makes me feel good that somebody else forgave too. All right. So we are going to wrap up this afternoon, but I did want to talk to you. 
You're welcome. I did want to talk to all of you about our upcoming event. So you can always join us Facebook Live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an interview, or you could hear it on our podcast or YouTube channel. Next week, the 16th, we are going to have Heidi Vogler. She is going to talk about effects of bullying and trauma. So a lot of times we don't really pay attention to when our children are being bullied, but thank you for having me. So much more, so much more. And then on the 20th, excuse me, y'all. On the 23rd, we have Kiever Murdoch. She is going to talk about domestic violence and how it affects our community. That's on the 23rd. It's not just you and your household. It can affect our whole entire community, especially when you are murdered. When you are killed by your abuser, it affects us all. March 30th, we're going to talk to Tammy Mobley. She's going to tell us how she turned her trauma into success. So a lot of you want to talk about how you could write books, speaking engagements, how you can start an organization. She is one of those who took her journey and turned it around to be successful. So I really want to hear from her because I think you can learn a lot from her. Then April is Sex Assault Awareness Month. We are going to be super busy. Please register at our website. April 16th is Spoken Word. If you are a poet, you could do any type of writing. Share it with us on April 16th. April 17th is going to be Survivor the Warrior. We are going to be with Mr. Lance Adams live here in Columbia, South Carolina. And we're going to also stream it for those of you who don't live locally. And we're going to do some self-defense training. So I love that because I truly believe that we can fight back if you choose to. Then on April 18th, we have the Hush No More documentary screening. So that one's going to be cool. You can get your popcorn. It's family friendly. Talk about all those different Hush topics. April 24th, we're going to have a child sexual abuse forum where we are going to be talking about how to protect your children, what the information you need to know to be be able to identify if your child is being abused and how to have that conversation with your child. So that is April 24th. I hope all of you show up for that. And then of course, we've already started preparing for our domestic violence walk, October 16th, 2021. So register on our website at www.hushnomore.org. You can find resources there. You can contact us there. You can always find us on all social media platforms or you can call us at 1-888-285. 2161. That's 1-888-285-2161. So you can contact us and we're always here just to listen, to support you, come out and do training in your organizations, in your churches, with your youth groups, because we do believe that awareness plus knowledge equals prevention. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Janae, for just being an amazing guest and sharing your story. And I look forward to being able to speak with all of you in the future about the Hush Topics. Peace and blessings to you all.